Regal Movie Masters. Unlimited. This is the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited podcast where we indiscriminately watch every goddamn movie that comes out at the local theater. Sometimes we'll watch stuff at home. This is one of those times. Our movie masters today are Justine. Hi. Brent. Hello. Dylan. What's up? I'm Colin. The movies, I teased it earlier. We got uh, They Clone Tyrone, the Netflix movie, streamable to watch at home. And then uh, we got The Haunted Mansion of uh, Disney and Talk to Me. That's the name of the movie. Uh, if you would like to contact us, you, we have the abilities. It's Movie Masters 760 at gmail.com. Hit us up if you have any comments or interests to uh, address. Also, worth noting, um, everything we're going to talk about, this is your, your chance to pull the old parachute and jump out because there's spoilers on everything. So, you know, uh, you, you've been warned officially. Uh, Haunted Mansion. It's a movie about a ride at Disneyland. Um, it's uh, directed by Justin Simeon. He did Dear White People and Bad Hair. Is written by uh, Katie Dippold, who did what I call Girl Ghostbusters. And uh, she also did like Mad TV, like a lot of Mad TV. I feel like this is the second movie where there's like been a lot of Mad TV people working on it that we've seen this year. Uh, you got a haunted mansion, as you might imagine, right? Who lives in the haunted mansion? Rosario Dawson. Rosario. I think it's funnier to say Rosario. <laughs> it's my Michael Rappaport coming out. Uh, okay. Rosario. Rosario Dawson. I'm not going to do the rest of the podcast like Michael Rappaport, but fucking dare me one day. I can do it if I wanted to. If I wanted to. If I wanted to, I could do it. Um, and uh, she plays Gabby. She's a mom. She's a mom. She's got a kid, Chase Dillon. His name's Travis in the movie. Uh, and they, they're in this haunted mansion. They can't leave the haunted mansion because you've been on the rides. The ghosts, they hitchhike with you, right? So the only choice is to fight the ghosts. She gets a, a Ghostbuster. Lakeith Stanfield, he plays uh, Ben Matthias. Very Ghostbuster-like, right? And uh, they, they wrangle in the priest, played by Owen Wilson. Uh, this uh, medium character, played by Tiffany Haddish. You got uh, uh, Danny DeVito as himself. They just get regular <laughs> Danny DeVito. Like, Listen, we got these ghosts. We need the guy that played the penguin to come in and get him out. And uh, yeah, they're all, they're all working together to kick the ghosts out. Because the ghosts, there's, they get kind of convoluted with the thing, right? Because it's like there's... There's no thing you know about the ride. Like, there's 999 ghosts, and they want another one. They want you. And apparently that's, like, a big deal if they get them because it gets the bad, the main bad ghost. Yeah, so they're, like, worried about ghosts in the place. Uh, but those are fine ghosts. There's one guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the bad ghost. Played by Jared Leto. Which I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, he should always play things that i don't realize are him instead of playing himself in things yeah give him silent roles in the background yeah voiceover essentially sure yeah so they're trying to kick out the bad guy because the bad guy needs a thousand souls to dot 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 to get powerful sure <laughs> he made some kind of deal i don't know they had to make a goddamn movie out of a you know three minute ride brent I, you, you use the word disney adult somewhat ironically I think you're close. You're closest to it. I mean, I'm comfortable saying that I am Disney adult adjacent. Okay, for sure. that's a, that's what I I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. 
frankly be comfortable if you were like... I don't have any merch. I don't... You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, I, I don't have, like, you know, specific days that I go or anything like right. that. I don't, I'm not a part of a Disney gang. But you like the stuff. You send... You, you seem... The hit to miss ratio with the Disney movie seems... Well, I was thinking about it. I think it's a lot of it is because uh, I dismissed Disney from the point where I hit adolescence until... Probably until I moved back to California. Yeah, you said, I mean, I don't know. We're from a different time. A boy hit puberty. You had yeah. to put that childish you put stuff, that away. Put it behind you. Yeah. Then you get older. Yeah. Sort of, it might be that. The hormone shift again, and you're just like, all of a sudden. No, I think a lot of it was uh, revisiting Disneyland after all the years and, and, and checking out, you know, just how it's designed and how it operates. It's just absolutely fascinating. And then and I started becoming way more open and then also disney just acquired a bunch of shit that i like right right you know so it's like all right you got marvel you've got star wars i'm paying attention now and then yeah. uh, that just kind of opened me up to checking out what else they're doing so yeah a lot of the stuff that we watch that they do tends to click with me I'm a big big fan of the, the the haunted mansion amusement park ride not particularly really i mean i, I like it but it's like, uh, but in a, in a normal way, not like a, oh my god, I have oh, to yeah, go every yeah. single time. It's like, no, I'll I'll check it out like once every couple years, you know. But not, it's not like a must go to when I when I go to Disneyland. I don't know. That's, it's it's a must. Yeah, it's a, it's a top three <laughs> ride. Yeah, I'd say you got to do Space Mountain that, and I I I ride for Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, which is like my little my little quirk. I'm different. Cool yeah. I'm not like the other girls. Yeah. I'm doing it different out here, but. uh yeah, it's a top three for me. It's Haunted Mansion, then it's Space Mountain, and then it's Pirates. You ever do the Jungle is, Cruise? Yeah. Pirates is a no. weird one. I've done Jungle Cruise. I've Indi- done Jungle Cruise. Yeah. yeah, where's Indiana Jones at? In your Jones list? is good. You know, Indiana Jones is always broken. So really? Oh, <laughs> so yeah, you can huh. never go on it. Oh, I've always <laughs> been able to get on the it. chance, you should. That was my grandpa's favorite ride. That's like, though, That particular section of Disneyland is cool because it's like when the park's about to close, you know those lines are always going to be empty right there, kind of like on the way out. So I always like to hit, hit those What's rides What's the one with the, the – isn't there like one where you kinda, you're on bumper cars kind of? Autobahn, the Autobahn. Oh, it's oh. now cars. There's also cars, which is really good. They yeah, there it. is a cars ride, but it's not. It doesn't take over the Autobahn. I'm I'm quitting Disney now. I'm officially off. When's the last time you went? Like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> More than ten years ago, I think. Oh wow, yeah, it's it's quite a bit different. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm I, I know my is I know Beowulf my... playing at the Irvine <laughs> Spectrum. No, it was a little after that, but either way, um, I, why are we? I feel like I'm padding this out talking about the rides at Disney. Well, it relates. The <laughs> okay. The, the weird thing about it is like, yeah, it's it, you're trying to base a movie off a ride. It's inherently like I went in thinking it was going to be thin. I'm like, yeah. There's only so much you could do. Someone's going to look for some cool visuals, which there definitely were. But then I realized as I was watching, I was like, man, uh, this is the first time a movie's kind of felt like this for me since maybe the first Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like something about it just really clicked, and I I just think they got it right. Yeah, the the genre of Disney ride movies is mm-hmm. wild to me because you got like the the Pirates one, which is like their money maker. Yeah. I think that one. I think if that doesn't happen, I don't know that Jungle Cruise, etc., get a get a pitch. Um, it seems like they want that, but it doesn't seem to work in terms of like having. A franchise or like sequels or anything seems like that was the that was the one. I didn't. I don't think I saw Jungle Cruise. No, I think was that COVID era, and it was just like streaming. Did we watch it for Thanksgiving? Well, I for I mean yeah, I've, watched, I've seen Jungle Cruise. I have a hard time believing. We watched that. Jumanji. 
I think it was it was late pandemic because Dylan was trying to get us to go to it. No, we watched it, but it was on streaming. Well, but it was I like during. <laughs> no, you were there. I think you just weren't watching it. Yeah. Like okay. you were like, <laughs> I think you yeah. were cooking, and me and Colin were just straight up just watching the movie. Wasn't it out like around the same time as Shang Chi? Maybe I don't remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember you trying to get us to go see it. Sounds either, right. either way, I mean, you know, people aren't talking about Jungle Cruise. <laughs> no, but they don't have the same. I mean, they don't have the budget. Right, like as a pirate, like pirates, yeah, and uh, pirates is like a whole new character and stuff. It was like not based on the ride, essentially, they yeah. were like kind of Easter eggs, like the guys with the skinny dog or the keys dog mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh, it was just a whole new thing, yeah. But you don't think this is this haunted mansion is there's only so much you can do in the haunted mansion, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think if I didn't see Jungle Cruise, but I think if you were gonna do no, you can't even do that much in a jungle cruise. Like you have to stay on the on the cruise, right? Well, you can't be uh like jingoistic about it, you know. So I mean, that's the thing that makes it so difficult is it's like hard to do. We're in going on a jungle adventure, like the old timey jungle adventure, and not have like a bunch of guys going ooga booga at you and trying to boil you in a pot. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how you do those stories, and like obviously that's not. So, you should have uh, just made it like River Monsters, that guy that does fishing. Yeah. Oh. Done that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta good fight, idea. This, fight a river monster. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just goes all over the place fishing. He just goes noodling for uh, catfish. I think in Jungle Cruise, they'd go for a, a treasure. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the main thing. But that's like, we're talking about Jungle Cruise and not that hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyways, let's uh, let's talk about Pooh's Wild Ride real quick. But, um, <laughs> do you guys know about the hot hat box ghost? Put me on, King. All right. As a Disney adult, um, I know that uh, the Hatbox Ghost was like an OG animatronic, and like shortly after they showed it, they like took them out, and there was just photos for the longest time, and no one knew what the fuck it was because so no it was like lost media. Yeah, it became lost media. You okay. just see all these like weird photos of it. They like brought them back for some reason, like not that long ago. So I think that's like where they're getting it from. It's like weird Disneyland lore. And is that what Leto played? Is the hat yeah, box? Yeah, okay. with the, the head in the box. Yeah, and he's he's Crump. Yeah, you have to defeat yeah uh, Crump. I, I thought that was funny because I was like, oh, that's the villain. It's like the, oh, the, yeah. so it's the lost medium for 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 deep deep heads. Yeah, I'm a deep haunted mansion head. And yeah, I guess like to beat him, and, and I, it's a, I mean it's a decent plot device because then like you know they have to find the. Something that he liked a lot or something. They have to find his hat. Something that belonged to him. Yeah. That has his essence or whatever. Yeah, so I they guess can do a spell with Madame Leota. Played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Which is cool. The yeah. lady in the she's the lady in the crystal ball. The other thing you remember from it. And there's this thing it's all yeah, it's all it, if you if you've been on the ride, yeah, they, they they pad this thing out with lots of uh ride lore. I don't I didn't feel like tone of it was silly enough or something like it didn't quite feel campy spooky fun like the ride felt and it definitely didn't i think the worst worst option would be to like be like super serious and like you know oh yeah grim dark about it like they didn't do that either they just sort of found some kind of middle ground so i think the the owen wilson character really helped out well yeah i mean the whole cast it's like yeah the whole cast is great by the way very um I don't know, charismatic people mm-hmm. or people you like to watch on screen. They're fun, they're they're lighthearted, they're easy. I think my beef might really just be with the visuals. Like I don't think it really looked fun. It just kind of looked like it drab. Yeah, it kind of went through, you know, the Disney filter like of CGI stuff. And I think following like the Barbie movie, which was like 
insane set pieces, crazy costumes, even like uh, an asteroid city, which had a very specific look or like the, um, the animated stuff in uh, Bo is Afraid. That's very stylized and practical. Then you see this and it's just, we're putting blue smoke around everyone and it's, I don't know, for the ride, which is all about that kind of mechanical set PC moving around on rails, like paintings and, you know, fun. I I just kind of seemed um, like kind of grinded out all of that stuff. So the plot wasn't nearly as, for uh, an absolutely, I guess there's some lore to the Haunted Mansion, but, so, you know, for what you have to do, which is like, make a, make a movie out of this. <laughs> I wasn't bothered by the, you know, MacGuffin-y um, stuff to beat the ghosts. And the ghosts follow you around so you can't leave. It's all, it, it, the, the gutty works of the film are solid. All the acting is solid. It just seemed like visually didn't really do it for me. And like, I don't know. What would you have liked, like, in terms of like maybe a comparison, like what would you have liked to have seen visually like well, from something that already exists? Like I said, we kind of, that Barbie movie was kind of, how you do it, you know, practical set pieces that look kind of surreal Mm. costumes that are kind of garish and over the top and just something a little kind of campy, you know, even like going back to clue or something in the eighties, you know, like that kind of a approach. I was thinking like Adam's family. There you go. That's the one. It's still like dark, but it still has like a lot of vibrancy in like the the design and the characters and, Colin, what you're saying is you wish Rob Zombie would have directed this movie? No. Then it would have been fluorescent. I wish they had an MC <laughs> I wish they had an MC uh hammer song in it. I wish. Right, yeah, there's right, no right. fun there's no fun theme song. Or is it like yeah, I think it, like it's like the big thing is the song in the in the ride. Yeah, they should have gotten like chance the rapper to like do a remix of it or something. <laughs> I I don't know. It just seems seems like if you were to say, tell me like, hey, we're doing it, there's gonna be a a Haunted Mansion movie, and it's going to be directed by the Dear White People guy, and it's going to have the cast that it has in it. I'm like, that would be crazy if that were to happen. And then it's like, you see this, and it's like, ah, uh, that was that was fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just see, I, I think it was weighed down a little bit for me. I like the potential, like potentially it could have been, I don't know, a little bit more, but it's it's fine. Seems kind of forgettable. And I have not heard a soul talking about this movie, (laughs) like despite the advertisements I've seen for it. This one seems to just be not uh, hitting, you know, in the way that you would hope. And I would think kids could enjoy it. It does seem. um, I I remember Dylan talking about like during the previews, like seeing kids like kind of like hiding. Yeah, I did see like I was walking, I think a couple episodes ago, I was like walking. I had to walk in front of everyone to get to my seat. But it was during the Haunted Mansion yeah. trailer. I was watching Elementals. There was a bunch of children there. And so I look out in the crowd to see where I was sitting. And I just see uh, kids like covering their eyes and like hiding behind <laughs> their moms. Not every kid. Yeah. But there were some kids like just kind of like hiding behind their parents. There was a legitimate jump scare too when the, I think it was the crow on the top of the chair. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. Very cool. That was um, a good joke too. Yeah. It I would admit it, that. It in some scares. Was I the only one that didn't know that bird was real? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the iconic line that everyone's quoting right from, now. From from Haunted Mansion. <laughs> from Haunted Mansion. They yeah. do say that in the in the ride. Yeah. The crow. <laughs> okay. That was something that I like. I didn't overall think it was very great. It's fine. It's watchable. But 
I was glad that after watching it, I was like, I feel like I visited the ride. And it's okay. really, it, okay. you know, cool. it's the cool ride that's there. I've been missing it. <laughs> so I see that people who just like going to Disneyland and who like the ride would appreciate it because you get to see the ride yeah. in the movie, you know, even if it's not like all that good. I felt when I was watching it that I was not necessarily on the ride, but on a ride. Like I, I remember like actually being kind of riveted by some of the action and, you know, like a lot of the, the way the ghosts were weaving in and out. Um, I, I definitely got the escapism. That's for sure. Just kind of thinking of what would like, what would I do with a Haunted Mansion movie? I think I tell it from a ghost perspective. Even if you're doing this, like we got 999 souls, kind of do like a, mm-hmm. what is it? Like Monsters University with it, you know, right? Where they're all, is that the name of the movie? Yeah, Monster U. They don't call, they could must Monster U. Yeah, M-U. Okay. Yeah. I don't need to go full Monster University. I don't know why it sounded funny to me. But anyways, yeah, just, you know, I talk about what it's like to be a ghost haunting people, spooking people. But I don't know. Then you maybe you don't have as much uh, human interest or something like that. Either way. I like the part where there's like, I don't know. I don't even know who it is. There's like a good guy ghost oh, that yeah. tells him you got to find the hat from the bad guy ghost uh, that's kind of helping them. And there's a part where they're like running to try to find a little boy and the good ghost is like, here, I'll, I'll lead you to him. There's a shortcut. And then it gets all labyrinth. Like yeah, when, yeah. Uh, or, I don't know, Inception or something. Where all the doorways are sideways and stuff like that. That looked pretty cool. And it was kind of funny too. Like uh, mm-hmm. just people making jokes and stuff. But then I feel like some people were really funny and then some people weren't that funny. It's, it seemed a little lopsided to me, to be honest. Did you want everybody to be funny? I wanted everybody to feel cohesive. Like, I didn't think Rosario Dawson fit in there very well. I don't even know what her character was really playing. She's playing the straight, you know, like, just like, I I bought this dump and I wish I didn't. Worried about my kid. It just played, like, really straight. I think she's just a mom. Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't get to, like, I guess. I mean, you got Rosario Dawson. She's like a very funny person. Yeah, or and something. everybody else around her, it's it sticks out to me because being, everyone else around her is such a character, and then she's straight. Yeah, yeah. I guess it could it could definitely use a little camp, a lot more camp. Yeah, I think like yeah. Tiffany Haddish is on there. Ooh. It's funny. Yeah, Haddish, Devito, <laughs> and Wilson were. I mean, they were just killing it. Yeah. I mean, the Keith was was pretty straight too. But That's true. I like that because I'm so used to seeing him in that series Atlanta. I mean, where he's just so out there. Do you think Jamie Lee Curtis will win a, another Oscar for this? <laughs> I think she should. And I think she should get it over Haddish and over Lakeith. Or over the lady from, uh, what was it, 10,000? Oh, 1,001? 1,001. Over Tiana Taylor. Yeah, 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 she just wins it over her. Yeah, yeah. It's Greatest actress in the history. <laughs> Oscar's just digging themselves a deeper and deeper hole. I, I did like, uh, what's it called, Hatbox Ghost when he's like, I don't know. Is is he physical form towards the end? Because he's a ghost, and then all of a sudden they show up to his face, and I kind of forgot. He like, and he's able to kick him. Yeah, I like that because he just looks like Morbius. <laughs> and I was like, damn! It was like shout out to Jared Leto's like fucking peak performance. I looked. I, yeah, he... I looked up the uh, what you're referring to, like the the lost media hatbox ghost. Yeah, and it does look like Leto, so I think it's pretty good <laughs> casting in that regard. But then the I don't even know if it, the the movie ghosts look like Leto. It just looked like a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> it looked like a bat. <laughs> so oh, that was know. another good part when he's uh, with the sketch artist. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> is this the guy you're looking for? It's no. like legitimately funny, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he just drew the concept art. Yeah. So do we want to, are we, uh, we're, there, there's 999 souls in the Haunted Mansion. Do we want to be the thousandth? Or are we going to get the Ghostbusters involved and bust the ghost? I'm sort of in the middle. I really, I, it's sad to like punish a movie for potential. <laughs> it's it's watchable. It's fine. Um, I won't be the thousandth. I don't want to be there forever. But if it's if I can like have my soul streaming on like an afternoon where like nothing else is going on, I'd say that's a that's a suitable place for the ghost. Could have been better. I felt. Yeah, I also think it could have been better. It was a fine watch. It's digestible. It's not as fun as I would have liked it to be, but the people are funny and uh, they did a pretty good job. I think overall the story just wasn't very good. It wasn't very fleshed out and there wasn't enough use of the ghosts. I was also sad the part where, uh, of course, there's always my way out, <laughs> you know, that part in the ride. Oh, and like, the, the ride, the room sinks? Or? No. Oh. So uh, they're like, there's, you'll notice there's no windows and no doors. Of course, there's always my way out. And then you look up and there's a guy that's hung himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that wasn't in it. Uh, too dark. <laughs> That'd be too fucking, yeah. I too know. dark. I mean, they do show you the ceiling, but there's no body Yeah, there's hanging. no body. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the, the alligators coming yeah. out or crocodiles sure. coming out. So yeah. I will just put the hanging guy back in there. <laughs> not enough suicide. In the new, uh... It's not like morbid enough, you know? Like an Adams family is yeah. is kind of funny because it's like, it's creepy, but it's like poking fun at stuff, you know? Yeah, I think you're right. That's the, as far as like tone of the movie. I think you're right on that one. Mm. I love this movie. I love the cast. I thought they did a fantastic job. Um, like I said, it's like the first movie since the original Ghostbusters. First ghost movie that made gave me a lot of the similar feels. I appreciate that. Disclaimer, I've had Tubi auto-playing in my house for over a month now. Um, I'd be the thousand soul. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. Everyone was good. Danny DeVito killed it. That's it. <laughs> Talk to me. It's a movie directed by Danny and Michael Felipu, who I guess are uh, they're big YouTube guys, which I didn't know. Are they like like they do content? They make like little short films on YouTube and stuff. Okay, from my understanding, I, I, I just didn't know if they were like, "Hey, what's up, everybody?" No, I don't think I'm... they're doing like unboxings no, or no, like no vlogging. It's okay. just yeah. like mini. Um, the premise of the movie, right, is that there's like this hand that's supposed to be like a dismembered hand of a medium, and you hold the hand and you say, "Talk to me." And then you see a ghost, but only you can see it, or anyone else around you can't see it. And the ghost possesses your body, and essentially you stay possessed until they blow out a candle, and that closes the spirit room door. And then say, I invite leave. you in. I invite you in. Yeah, sure. So there's two stages of the the ghost possession, and um, they, basically these two teenagers get a hold of this hand thing, and they kind of start treating it like it's a party game, right? So they have people over. They're, they're they're filming TikToks of this thing, like you know, it's a they're playing it like it's a goof, right? And you know, it's a horror movie, so you do the math here. It's a kind of a ticking time bomb till something goes wrong. One of the ghosts starts to take a liking for like one of the girls' little brothers, and they're like, ah, oh, they we like you, and of course the kid's freaked out about it. And then at some point, the kid who the ghost like gets a hold of the hand, and like the ghost just makes him bang his head into a fucking desk. He goes comatose. They got to put him in the hospital. And then it's like, how do we get the kid out of it? And I guess that's like the Reader's Digest version 
right? But um, and the charm of the movie kind of comes from like the effects and the acting. It's a it's a really unique experience, I think. I, this one uh, stood out to me quite a bit, and it feels very natural. Like all the the teenagers actually act like teenagers, mm-hmm. and all the social media and all of that stuff that they're doing seems I don't know true to the world. So it's like very grounding in a sense. Thus, when you see like all the horrific shit, like all the spirits come over and take over you and make you bang your head against the table. And, you know, they're trying to creep into the world. It, I don't know, it makes all that stuff more eerie, you know, and feel more true to life or something like that. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I really like this movie. Yeah, I, you were impressed. <laughs> right after watching yeah, it. Yeah, I said, I think this is my favorite horror movie of the year. Full disclosure, it's up against Megan and The Pope's Exorcist at this point. That would be my top three, mm-hmm. which is maybe not the most difficult company to beat, so to speak. But uh, I also, full disclosure, have not disliked any horror movie <laughs> I've seen this year. I'm kind of down for schlock, like uh, The Boogeyman or whatever. I'll kind of take whatever garbage you, you send me. Apparently, I'm learning about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this movie has the thing that I like in horror movies, which is you're kind of talking about something else, which is like kind of being young and in over your head. The easy parallel would be like, you know, drugs or something, right? Because they, 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 these kids, they're, they're playing with fire here with the talking to the dead. And uh, they kind of lose control get in over their heads and it's like how do you how do you deal with that when you get in over your head obviously that could be like a a drug or something but i was also thinking about all the like astrology and like light wiccan pagan stuff that's just like you know aesthetic right now (laughs) and it's like it's like yeah this is kind of a this i don't know it makes it even more relevant if it's like yeah, what are, what what are some of you guys doing with your all your your candles and your tarot cards? What if you start messing with something that's I don't know a little out of your depth? And this is sort of a good study on that concept. In addition to just having you know awesome effects and just very well executed scares, you know, there's also some substance to it. All the actors do a great job. I don't know. I have no. Uh, I can't uh, find a flaw in this one really. Mm-hmm. I had not thought of it as like an allegory for drugs, but now that you mentioned that, I totally could see that. And I sort of wonder if they kind of just used that as like a model for how to uh, talk about possession, because there's even a part where after the little boy hurts himself, his mom, uh, Zelda from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, (laughs) uh, she's like accusing the girl, the star of the movie. It's Mia, played by Sophie Wilde. Yeah, she's like, what did you give him? And they're like, I didn't give him anything. But they all think that they were just doing drugs. And um, I guess I didn't consider the main part to be getting the boy out. Is It's about Mia being right. uh, haunted. <laughs> she like stays with, you're supposed to only hold the hand and uh, have the something possess you for like a short amount of time or else they'll take over you. But then she goes over and so she ends up like being haunted yeah. or possessed to kind of drive stay with the allegory like her and the her character in the movie her mom uh died of like kind of mysterious causes so she has more reason to want to commune with the dead whereas to everyone else it's kind of like a party trick or like some fun viral video uh content 
And like she gets really absorbed into it because the one of the evil spirits sort of starts taking over as her mom and is able to like get her to, you know, do more stuff. And that's the thing is like if you're guided properly, like in the party or with other people, one person can like time you and blow out the candle and stuff, then it's all fun and games. But then when if you start um, you know, communing by yourself alone without the social aspect to it which again is kind of in keeping with like the drug allegory factor, then that's when it gets super dangerous. And I think maybe like to kind of stick with this way of looking at it, maybe that opens a gateway if you have a kind of vulnerability, be it like a predisposed addiction or some sort of mental issues you're using the drugs to escape from. It's like, yeah, you can do it fun and socially and be around everyone and have a good time. But to them, it's a good time. To you, it's going to be something that's going to wreck your life. And Kind of slowly in the movie, you see Mia wreck her life. <laughs> yeah. And she's also being like manipulated because she's seeing her mom or ghost of her mom. Right. And she's able to talk to her mom and they're kind of, it's like comforting her until the mom starts to kind of influence her to doing things. You kind of start to see that the mom is not as good as you think that she might be. Right. And she starts losing it seeing things and uh, doing things that she wouldn't normally do and just being really confused. And so that is another part. It seems like it's going fine. And then you start not being your, quite yourself, right. you know, and then you start doing really crazy stuff and um, not knowing what's real and what isn't. And uh, she, yeah, kind of spirals out of control. Uh, I like that the spiraling out of control happens and then there's not a happy ending. Yeah. And the, film they say like the previous person who had the hand you know went crazy and killed their family and stuff like that so it has this history of making people you know kind of lose their minds and you slowly see this character lose her mind and yeah i loved the i mean they're sort of it's very hellraiser in the sense of like there's these spirits but you don't really know a lot about the spirit world you get little flashes and little glimpses but the same reason uh, like the first Hellraiser movies work, the same reason this movie works is they don't like talk to the ghost expert who's like, well, let me explain the whole history. The first ghost that you'll see is Jebediah Jones. And he, you know, his whole thing is this and that. Like there's no guidance. There's no experts. There's no one that comes in and explains all the lords. These kids just kind of figuring out this stuff for themselves and like not succeeding <laughs> with it really again, like, they should have left this shit alone, which is, I guess, a lot of horror movies, right? Just, just don't mess with this stuff that you don't know about. But they really mess with it, and they really don't know about it. And, uh, yeah, the, the the fate that befalls them. I mean, there's a really easy way to make this a, you know, PG-13 movie and make it feel more like um, Insidious or something, you know? But they don't. <laughs> they go really hard, and the effects are really, like, squirm-in-your-seat-inducing. And the ending and message it's not uh you're not going to walk away from this film feeling feeling chipper about the world (laughs) and i I commend him for it man it was a really uh cool and unique experience to see definitely a drug allegory that doesn't feel like a drug allegory in a good way you know what i mean like you you maybe realize it after you watch it versus like watching and going oh okay this is just heroin or whatever but like yeah even right down to when you think about the hand and how it moves from people to people it was 
there was one character that would bring it to the you know to the parties yeah, yeah. and and you know and, and got you know shows scenes of him getting addicted to it doing it over and over and him just saying it never gets old right um so yeah it it was awesome and you can't understate the uh brutality right, right. when it gets physical there's a scene like where the well, it's yeah, the the first scene of like extreme brutality where the kid it looks like he's trying to pull out his own eye. Yeah, uh. that is so hard to watch. Um, and but then the aftermath too, how they just keep showing you know his his face and just how beaten it is. Uh, I thought that was a really good device. I, I don't know if I've cussed that much like without realizing it. <laughs> yeah, just while watching something and everybody else in the theater was just cussing as well because yeah. we're like oh, fuck. Oh, oh, you just ah. did not see it coming to, or you didn't see that level of brutality coming and when it hits it hits at this moment where you're not lulled but very close to being lulled because you're like oh okay i don't know when this is gonna ramp ra- oh it's ramping up right now and it and it's just it it's so extreme but not in a corny like torture porn kind of way more of like a oh god this is Horrifying. Now I now I got to kind of be on guard watching the rest of this movie. And it, you're right; it makes you squirm. I think uh, visceral might be the word. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. This this one kind of blew me away. I think it's gonna endure over time, and I think a lot of people are going to be talking about this one for years to come. I I think of these guys. I mean, if they kind of had their, uh, I watched uh, an interview with them where they talked about like sinking their own money into this and like oh, wow. being really invested in because they're uh, Australian guys, as yes. you might have guessed. And they're like, yeah, I, like generally Australian movies don't do well because people don't right. like to hear people talking like this <laughs> in their whole fucking movie. And uh, they're just like, I don't care. We're This is, well, they didn't say it like that. I don't fucking care. We're going to make the movie. Yeah, we want to make it. And uh, they did. Like, Thank goodness. Yeah, they're good. And, and I thought that was like, I don't know. Again, I can't stress enough how just like natural everything feels and how not, I don't know, just ground through that hollywood filter <laughs> this feels like the complete opposite and i even think i've i've kind of harped on this issue of ambiguity being like a through line in what makes movies feel mature or adult and you know we're talking about the movie as like a drug allegory but i think it's kind of open-ended enough where you could kind of interpret it in a lot of different ways and you could interpret the intentions of the spirits in a lot of different ways. It's definitely not. Um... It could be addiction in general too, because if you you know, like a lot of the movie, or at least the, the beginning part of it, it's like, oh no, teenagers on their phones, right, right. You know? <laughs> but that didn't bother me because the way they did it. And I, I I don't know. I keep thinking of like ayahuasca trips and all these sort of uh-huh. like spiritualist ish yeah. like practices that have just been you know over publicized to death <laughs> yeah or just made uh, to be social media friendly when they definitely aren't like, yeah people should probably be more cautious about yeah. the kind of stuff they mess with and i don't know uh, the fact that we could talk about it as you, it could be ideology it could be technology it could be a lot of things mm-hmm. and the fact that it isn't like hard pressed as like this is a metaphor for this. It's like, oh, you guys are actually making a fucking movie and telling an interesting story. Yeah, this at the like same time. A it, morality it, tale. It is a possessed hand. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? That whoever touches it and says the specific words in a specific order goes on the journey. You could yank out all the allegories and it's still pretty creepy yeah. and super cool. Dylan was making fun of me so much for this movie. Why? He's just talking a lot of shit. Well, he said... Like every other horror movie that came out, Insidious, all these films, he he texted me and he went, 
this is the best horror movie I've seen all year. <laughs> I was like, you said that uh, Insidious. You said Ew. that the movie before that. I didn't say that on Insidious. I liked Insidious. I'm not going to say I didn't like Insidious. We all like liked Insidious. Insidious, but you were like, that's the best movie I saw this year. Boogeyman? I know, and I Boogeyman. liked the Boogeyman, but I didn't say it was you, Yeah, I remember Boogeyman specifically, too. You were like, bro, like that has to be like one of the best horror movies of the Evil year. Dead. <laughs> Evil Dead, weirdly, you were like, oh, it was all right. Yeah, that was the one that <laughs> But you, everything else around Well, it's because he's precious about the original. Yeah, one. and I understood. Yeah. You know, I was like, yeah. okay, I get it. See what I'm beleaguered with? Yeah, but you, you see that? I'm sh- viewers, listen back to the other episodes when Insidious <laughs> came out. You'll hear Colin say, this is probably like the best movie. I do think this is the best horror movie of the year. I got to rewatch Megan, though. because I think Megan and what? There's, Pope's um, Exorcist? Pope's Exorcist. Pope's Exorcist, I remember watching and thinking, like, I think this is... Mm-hmm. The best one I probably had forgotten about Megan. That was also like in March, though, so it's not like <laughs> a yeah. lot of stuff had come out. Ooh. Either way, I'm just saying, it, I, I think this would be like uh, towards the top of the list of any year, but I think so. A lot of strong contenders this year. <laughs> it's not crazy to say so far. I thought, uh, I'm not going to lie, that fucking Exorcist movie, like the regular old Exorcist oh, movie. Yeah, we saw a trailer for that oh, one. That should look good. <laughs> What is that one called? Like the Twins Exorcist? Or yeah, double, double your <laughs> double mint Exorcist. Double mint. Um, with that being said, even though Colin texted me that, I will have to agree with him. I would probably say this is for me the best horror movie of the year so far. Even though I put Evil Dead Rise underneath it. Yeah. Oddly though, <laughs> second best Australian movie this year of an age. Of an age. Of an age. That was this year. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, very beginning. It's weird. The long, yeah, it's I don't, long I, year. I don't disagree with that. I just think it, it's it's interesting to see like another cycle of the portrayal of youth, you know? Yeah. Like, I've lived through the John Hughes years, lived through the 90210 years, the CW years, the OC years. And now it's like, oh, this is, we're in this era now, are we? <laughs> or it's like, Bones. yeah, like a, yeah. um, because always the, generation before right because like actual gen z people are just not at the age to be like making hollywood movies right so it's always going to be the generation before writing about them as it's kind of always been and it's just weird to see that we're in a new era of that because this is for sure distinct from like i don't know other teen portrayals and it feels very very modern and very uh timely even the title i was kind of making fun of that like you know we obviously the movie should have been called Talk to the Hand. It's a hand. <laughs> you talk to it. They're so close. They yeah. were so close. I Hand think it, me down. Yeah, I think it, hold it, me it, now. I swear, five years ago, this would have just been called like Possessed or like you know like uh, Ouija, the, the Evil Hand or whatever. You know, it would have been called something like that. But now it's like everything has to be like The Last of Us. If she walks alone at midnight, they went out side <laughs> everything has to have that you know you if you see something with that kind of name it's like in the 80s if you saw like you know the exterminator it's like okay this is an action movie and now if you see it's like you know they went out on word they like, came oh. at night yeah, it's like okay <laughs> she came in the woods yeah That's, is that right. what it's called she came in the woods no she, <laughs> she came, came in the woods. the woods yes oh but you see you hear something like that it's like okay it's a current year kind of elevated genre thing we're looking at um but yeah it did feel very current i feel like i interrupted you were you were you mid talking about this you gave us your ranking but yeah why do i you would say it's so the high? best exorcist coming out soon that looks scary but there's going to be one that's going to yeah. top all of them all we all know what it is i'm not going to say it 
But also, it involves know. an ex. For movies that don't involve John Kramer, movies, non-John Kramer related films, do you see anything coming at this movie's throat? Do we know anything that's happening other than the movie that cannot be named coming for the fall? I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't look it up. Yeah, I don't know what's coming out either. But like, oh, you know, like, like oh. last year, everybody was like Halloween, the last one or whatever. Right, like, right. Well, other than Exorcist. Yeah, yeah, that's the only one I can, horror movie wise. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what's coming up. And October is not that far away. Yeah, it's a couple months. I feel like I, I see trailers and stuff like maybe two weeks before this goddamn movie's coming yeah. out. Right? <laughs> like I heard about the TMNT thing like a year ago and all of a sudden I saw her seeing trailers for it like two weeks ago yeah. and now it's out this week at the time we're recording this. Um, I don't know really because I liked Megan, but I don't know if I like liked it like that. Yeah, we got, I'm, I'm reserving judgment till a rewatch. I was thrilled after seeing it and I'm going to... Assume it's still thrilling until no, I'm sure I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it was a bad film. Also, I mean, PG 13 horror always has kind of an asterisk. Yeah. It's never going to have that same respect, even though I think it's harder to do objectively. Mm-hmm. Like, it's if you can do a good PG, it's like a three minute pop song. It's like, like how do you? Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's like a three minute pop song with like kazoos. It's like your hands are tied behind your back doing a horror movie that's PG 13. So when you can do it, to me, it's more impressive than just like you know more gore and stuff and this is like this is a horror horror movie maybe bougie horror is that an, is that a different kind of horror mm. bougie horror artsy horror it's that artsy you know uh, what though yeah i was gonna say like i didn't really get any artsy vibes off this at all i even feel weird yeah talking about it being an allegory because i think even if you're just like really thick like me and you're just like uh i don't get concepts and stuff you just watch this and be like that was fucking terrifying and brutal and what you would expect from a horror movie in any decade that you'd watch it. Right. I think that the bougie vibe comes from this movie being weirdly calm. Like it's kind of quiet. They're not like a lot of events. You just kind of visit the same places and uh, it's more like somebody just tripping <laughs> yeah and uh everybody just kind of otherwise dealing with their own stuff it's not really a big movie and it's human kind of quiet human like story. literally yeah <laughs> but that definitely makes it feel more artistic than just giving you like spectacle the or whole having time. like having a villain be like a guy in a mask who's stalking people or yeah, something yeah it's like all just kind of her meltdown and I think that that is what makes you're, it's more shocking when you see scenes like the kid beating himself up or uh, my favorite part, which is when Mia is trying to see if she can find the boy's soul. So she says, I'm going to talk to some ghost and see if they can help me. And she sees a little girl. She talks to a little girl. She's like, I'm trying to find my friend. Uh, uh, I think I can take you to him. And then the little girl goes, I let you in. And then she goes into the yeah. ghost realm. That's Hellraiser 2 when they have to go <laughs> into hell. Yeah. And so it like flips around and then she sees all the people being like tortured and yeah. screaming in hell or whatever. And it has such an effect because the rest of the movie is so like mm-hmm. suburban. Yeah. And then you see this crazy part and you're like, whoa, this is really weird because there's this normal girl who now is dealing with this stuff and it feels cool yeah a lot of, a lot of these a24 movies like they kind of walk up to the line with that killing of a sacred deer is probably the best example i can think of in terms of just like oh there's this looming horror all around you you know and oh what happens if you cross over that kind of thing but like it never really went as hard as this movie went you know so this is where i think they actually stick the landing 
you know, I, I realize that they acquired this. It wasn't like, you know, their property that they yeah. brought from the ground up. But still, I think this is like what a lot of uh, output from that production company could have been. Like you talk about, yeah, like the, the already elevated aspect. But it's also just it gives you what you would want in a horror movie. Brutality, squirminess, scares. I, I have a scary idea. Okay. I pose to the group. What if they make a sequel? <laughs> like yeah. they go, they just like shoot themselves in the foot and are just like, fuck it. Talk to me too. And it's just all in Portuguese or Spanish though. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like yeah, that's just, just yeah. how it ends. But, yeah. You know, you obviously like the hand, it just continues. So on one hand, cause I was thinking that I was like, yeah, it's not like sequel bait. I'm like, wait, no, it's totally sequel bait. It's a hundred percent sequel bait. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, the, the, the funniest thing you could do is like have this, you know, very specific vision and then just, kind of grind it through <laughs> the franchise feature and it's just like how do we milk this thing and talk we, to me in space we just keep yeah, yeah. four movies in we're time yeah. traveling the prequel yeah. where did the hand begin the, the psychic old lady and then that gets a spin up go full conjuring with it and just cheapen all the goodwill <laughs> it earned by giving you something kind of like unique and interesting no, then you just go the first one was the best one yeah but of course the next ones would have cool stuff too that is also like Jumanji, the mm. 95 one or whatever. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Same thing. People found the hand. Anything unique about your theater experience since it was a opening weekend of a horror movie? Not so much. I yeah. th- Again, I, I really think we're still in Barbenheimer Aftershock. <laughs> Both of the movies we saw this week, of which there was only two, which I think is notable in itself, like kind of sparsely attended. Well, I, I say sparsely attended following like the uh, crowded elevator that was Oppenheimer. <laughs> there, it was an elbow to elbow with someone. And even actually some of the spooky horror movies we see, even like, yeah, Insidious. They have been packed. This wasn't as packed as that, though. Yeah. We were able to sit and have some space between us. So it wasn't as gnarly as those were. Was yours pretty rough? Or? It was rough because it was all teenagers and just absolutely packed out. And they still make uh, concession packaging loud oh, that's a bummer in a movie like this yeah it's because it was a quieter horror movie can't really complain about teenagers in it because it's like you're on their turf oh yeah <laughs> definitely on there. yeah i know yeah it was for them by them was yeah I thought, I thought like a sunday screening would be uh, a little bit more chill but it wasn't i saw it saturday oh, nice. friday i forgot saw him one of those days saw him in mira mesa uh, oh mira? okay packed yeah, fucking almost full. <laughs> I had to sit like I I picked the right spot for me, but then there was a whole row of kids that just stole my seat, mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm not gonna fucking tell them to move. And uh, it was packed. After the kid, spoiler, after the kid stabs himself, after he stabs his brother, yeah, which is right in the beginning, some kid pulled the cell phone out and just started playing like a, a football game on his phone. Stop it! Oh, oh like yeah, you mean a video game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like watching these kids like look at their Instagram stories and shit, like <laughs> responding to other people. I was like, God, this is. I like my seat. <laughs> well, that was what I was noticing. Is like uh, whenever a character in the movie would grab their phone, people in the audience would just grab theirs and start looking at it and doing stuff on it. It's as code. Well. They're trying yeah. to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dare I say, kids these days. But I don't think people were very crazy in ours or very like no. disrespectful or yeah, something. Yeah, no, we had the we had the good life. Yeah, and they, like, like you know when when scary things happened, people reacted to them. And the best part was uh, when everyone was laughing at the guy that has to admit that the girl had his foot in her mouth. <laughs> oh and yeah, everyone just laughs at it. Yeah, there's like I'd say like two great jokes, which is that part. And then the crazy frog ringtone oh, yeah. <laughs> that are like so perfectly executed because like they hit, like everyone laughs at them, 
but they don't like spend a lot of time yeah. explaining it or setting it up like it's a joke. It's just like regular life. It just happens. Yeah. <laughs> and again, I guess to keep going back to that naturalistic idea, I don't know. The comedy comes from a circumstance or the situation and it does cut the tension because it's so intense. You know, again, you're in the midst of this horrible crisis and then someone's crazy frog ringtone comes mm-hmm. in. But it doesn't have that, you know, he's right behind me, isn't he, like, undercutting humor. For such a dour movie and such a bleak film, there's still, like, cracks of laughter in it. That's really hard to pull off right. And so, again, just more reason to kind of give this film its propers. So, uh, are we going to talk to the hand? Or, um, you know, are we going to stay home and not go to the party? Uh, to me, I say talk to the hand and not in a dismissive way, as the phrase is usually used. I mean, literally speak to this uh, little spooky hand that's being brought around. Uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a good one. Great time. Thumbs extended. Thumb of the hand? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, talk to the hand, uh, you know, for like 30 seconds or whatever at a time so that you can Play it talk safe, to kids. it all the time. Yeah. You know, I just realized also that they even use a belt like to strap them to yeah, the, yeah. There you to go. the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I agree. I thought, and and this is maybe because it comes from people who, uh, you know, don't have a giant budget, but it's well written, you know, yeah. like everything on paper, as you say, is tight. Right. Uh, they don't have to rely on having huge effects where the horror is. This seems to be from someone who wrote it, you know, themselves or together, but uh, from one place from beginning to end to get the vision across. And I thought they did a really good job with that. Yeah, even the common uh, scenes that are in every type of movie, like mothers interacting with their children. That was really funny. They're, with, they're <laughs> nuanced, you know what I mean? Like they're, they aren't written like stereotypical. They're, it's just like writers watching other movies and writing children that way. But they, the children were written way better in this movie than, than most everything I've, I've seen in a long-ass time. Yeah, shout out Miranda Otto, the uh, lady who plays the mom, also Zelda in... It's Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely talk to the hand on this movie. Uh, if you do watch this at home, maybe lights out, definitely pay attention to it. Don't do other stuff when watching it because for it to really hit, you kind of get got to get lulled into the calm parts. What do you think, Dylan? Uh, I'm going to say talk to the hand in a year where, uh, you know, Scream 6, Skin of a Rink. I haven't seen The Pope's Exorcist, but The Pope's Exorcist are there. That's like top five horror movies of the year, Megan. Um, it's number one so far. As of July 31st, 2023, talk to talk to me. I was going to say talk to the hand. Talk to me <laughs> is, uh, to me, top two, probably number one. And uh, we so as we mentioned, I think the, the, the studios might be a little, a little shy to pump out the films right now on account of uh, the old Barbenheimer taking up a lot of screens. So we watched something at home. Uh, they cloned Tyrone. It's a film directed by Jewel Taylor. Um, I couldn't, he, he directed a movie called Actors Anonymous, which I never, never seen and seemed to be like some TV stuff. I feel confident saying this is like his, his big debut, but it's not like a lot of debuts. It's not really a debut mm-hmm. co-written by Tony Rettenmeyer who did Space Jam New Legacy <laughs> or had a part in writing that which I thought was just amusing um so the movie 
stars uh, his character's uh, Fontaine, played by John Boyega, dies an untimely death in gunfire, and then finds himself resurrected, and kind of is while peeling away and solving this mystery, teams up with uh, the witnesses to his murder. Jamie Foxx, who plays uh, Slick Charles, and T- Yo-Yo, played by Tayona Paris. And um, they kind of slowly uncover this uh, conspiracy plot, what have you, um, which is kind of right in the title there, of uh, cloning. And that's why, you know, old uh, Fontaine gets shot and finds himself back alive is because he's not back alive. It's a clone. And so, I don't know, it's a fun, um, well, maybe fun isn't the right word. But, you know, you're you're basically following these characters as they unearth this kind of uh, plot. Mind control. Yeah. Oh, there. yeah, that's right. There's all these products. It's kind of, I don't know, I got a lot of um, boondocks vibes for uh, my adult swim heads out there. You know, there's like, they're, they're people are kind of being lulled into submission through like hair care products and like this uh, fried chicken place and um, basically the, the agency who's like figuring out all the cloning stuff is kind of like numbing all the people. Um, oh, this, they live obviously with some of the, the music on the radio too. Yeah. They lives a, a good comparison because they're sort of, you know, all of this stuff is underfoot and they're kind of unearthing it and getting people on their side to kind of overtake it and expose it. Uh, yeah, it was, a. I was I found myself pretty impressed with this, uh, this the, the streaming flicks. I wish this one was in the theater. I do. Uh, I think it would have been, been better in the theater for sure. Yeah, yeah I could have um, definitely would have spent more time paying attention to it because I'm so fucking shitty watching movies at home. All on my fault. It's not their fault. This is my problem. Yeah, I, I watched know. it during the day and I was I dicking know. around. Yeah. yeah, I know. And it's so it's so sad because this movie is pretty special. Like, there's one scene specifically where they're in the um they're they're underneath because that's where all the cloning happens right is underneath their city and there's like this you know there's pods with people in them and there's like that dry ice effect of like fog on the ground you know and the synthy score and i'm just like this is this is like very much like an 80s sci-fi action movie and uh yeah john boyega just fucking destroying is this the first thing we've seen him in since he took uh, our Best Actor award last year? I believe so. Yeah. Well, he was in the Queen. Woman King. Woman King. Oh, yeah. Okay. Either way, he's fucking destroying and, like, I don't know, not getting recognized for it. <laughs> no. He is really weird. Yeah, he, like, he, he is acting. <laughs> he has a scene where, you know, the whole movie, he's, like, talking to his mom through the door, you know, she's like, you know. Don't stay out too late. That kind of like mom through a door stuff. And then, you know, as he unearths this conspiracy, he comes back and opens the door and it's just like a speaker that's been talking to him the whole time. And he just, you know, has this breakdown. It's like, man, this guy's fucking doing it. He's not like cutting. When you, when you, like, when you say nobody noticing, are you talking about like in the real world? Yeah. Who are you? Who's like talking that's about? That's a good point. Cause hey, this guy gave the best performance of a male lead last year. Watch Breaking. You'll understand why we picked it. Yeah, it's like, oh, he's a stormtrooper guy or something. Like, I don't know if he gets like uh, uh, pegged as that or something, but like, man's doing work on screen in all of these movies. I understand people not seeing Breaking because it's just a really depressing movie to watch. I had no marketing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's kind of like a similar situation as Till, where it's like, 
this is gonna suck it's amazing it's really impressive but it's gonna suck for you to watch this so I, I understand when people avoid movies like that but this movie isn't that it's fun stuff sci-fi it's you know mad scientists it's uh Kiefer Sutherland playing like a evil oh, yeah. government <laughs> agent you know like this is a thrill ride and like again I don't know you know I, I don't hear a much of a buzz about it and I just think that's that's unfortunate maybe that's you know part of the impetus to Give talk me. about it here like as yeah. whatever we could do to say like hey watch the movie it was fun well as a as a netflix person right <laughs> i'd heard about it and uh, there was some buzz about it and it was like you know how netflix is like number one in movies right now right. i could say that about anything right <laughs> it, it was up there yeah. and i was excited about it because it's like a sci-fi movie um, right. that's kind of in this like a black exploitation style sure absolutely so I was like, oh, it's going to be funny. There's Jamie Foxx there. And it was. It was funny. It was weird. But it wasn't like silly, like cartoonish. No. no. It, it plays like a sci-fi movie. Yes. Again, not to keep going back to They Live, but it is very much like. It's um, it's a post-Get Out, They Live. Right. I like all the sci-fi stuff a lot. Like the underground facility. And the music was great. Yeah. <laughs> I really was enjoying it. I can't believe they got Erica Padu to re-record the song so at the funny. chorus. <laughs> and I like that. That was a, a neat twist, too, of you're like, well, I haven't met a Tyrone. They cloned Tyrone. Like, is it a joke? Yeah. It's not a joke. Aha. Uh-huh. Wait. Yeah. Wait and wait. see. I really wish this was in theaters. Because um, like Colin said, I got distracted on my phone. But I tried my best, I swear to God, <laughs> to like keep it un- in my pocket. Um, I thought the cinematography was really good. John Boyega was actually like, uh, again, like just to keep, you know, talking about him. But one of the best, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, Colin, I think you should, you and Justine should really watch uh, Attack the Block. Okay. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's like one of his first big movies, really good. And he's... Talking in his native tongue in English. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you might want to watch it on a slower speed or something. I'll put the subtitles, subtitles on. Yeah. <laughs> no, but visually it's good, too. What's um, a wanker? And I, I thought, uh, what's it called? Jamie Foxx was really good in it, too. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I just, like, I bought into his character weirdly. Yeah, he's like a, a street hustler character. Yeah. I think the ads just fucked everyone up. Bad marketing? Because the ads I only see makes it look like a 70s movie. Yeah, or like a pastiche of a 70s movie. you saw ads? TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Oh, okay. So yeah, because like for some reason, I never see ads for Netflix movies. When they're big like that, I I see them. Okay. You know, like star-studded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get ads for it. But I, I only thought it was like a 70s movie. Me too, yeah. Because I only Even saw, when I was watching it. <laughs> I only saw Jamie Kennedy, or Jamie Kennedy, well, <laughs> Jamie Foxx no, talk you're right. a lot. Which is like in that Pim character. Yeah. So I just assumed that, I was like, oh, yeah. it's like a black exploitation film or something. But then somebody busts a cell phone out and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once the movie started and I was like, oh, it's like now. Yeah. But it was like a mix. Like yeah. there's that there's a lot of old, like anachronistic stuff. <laughs> I like, kinda like that though. Yeah. You know, I I could have done without the film grain effect. Right. But I got over it after a while because the movie is good enough to be paying attention so that you kind of, you know, that kind of fades away. The funny thing about the film grain effect is they did, um, they try, They also tried to mimic the edit marks, you know, like where you, you cut the film and then you glue it back together and sometimes you get that glue mark in the upper right. But they were putting it in the completely wrong place. So, yeah, it's a, it's a minor thing. Like, 
just for aesthetic, they were they're putting in these dots, you know, and I was like, no, those don't go there. That wouldn't be there in that. So that took me out of it a little bit, but it's a minor gripe. And it's all the more reason why it's weird that it's just streaming and not in the theaters. Like, and to the movie's credit, because I'm kind of annoyed by the like '80s throwback movies or movies yeah. that you know are supposed to take place in the '80s, and it's all leg warmers and neon and stuff. Like, it's not that. <laughs> it's like very current, and it feels current, you know, like uh, in tone and everything. So, yeah, all the more reason why the grain filter thing is an odd choice. So do we uh, do we clone Tyrone or are we shutting this whole program down? <laughs> I guess, cloning because you want more of it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So I'll okay. say I'll say I'll say clone it because um, yeah we could use some clones of movies like this because it's yeah just clever and uh, well executed. Beats a lot of stuff that comes out in the theaters. Yeah. I mean, you see some nonsense out there. You're making you're you're, you're giving the friggin' machine a two month <laughs> run. Can't see a goddamn John Boyega and Jamie Foxx on the big screen. You yeah, Jamie Foxx. Come on, like, like you know that guy's gonna draw. Come, Come on. on. Um, yes, clone Tyrone, clone everybody. Everybody did a great job. They should get more uh, recognition. I like this movie a lot. It had a really cool vibe. It was it was a vibe. <laughs> And I like the weird interweaving of sci-fi and um, urban films. Okay, urban films and uh, you know societal issues, right? <laughs> stuff like that. I like that it's all like together, and I think it did a good job of it uh, while still being really entertaining. As I watch it, apparently put your phone in another room or something because <laughs> some people are bad at watching movies. <laughs> Yeah, you can clone Tyrone. Uh, definitely make some more movies about stuff under trap houses. I think that we've only scratched the surface there, no pun intended. I would like to see what else could be under a trap house. Uh, yeah, just clone them. <laughs> it's time for Whose Tagline Is It Anyway? The runaway hit game show. Very simple rules. I'm going to read a tagline, and then the three players will be given a choice of four different movies. They'll have to determine which movie title lines up with the tagline. Your first tagline is Everything interesting begins in the mind. These are your options Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, that's one title. Uh, basic Instinct to Perfume, The Story of a Murderer, or Rain Man. Dylan, what is that the tagline for? Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2. Okay. Dylan down for Super Babies. Colin? I'm leaning perfume without any good reason. Okay. Justine? I was also leaning perfume without any good reason, except... You have to smell stuff. <laughs> and that's a mind thing. <laughs> okay. Unfortunately, nobody got this one correct. It's Basic Instinct 2 oh, from 2006. Okay. What the fuck does that have to do with Debron, your mind? Well, it's Basic Instinct 2, so... Yeah, well, because they're going off of the begins thing. Yeah, here's what threw me on that one is uh, Basic Instinct 2 was made in 2006. 
Oh yeah, there was. Uh, I remember when the movie came out, it got like uh, a lot of grief for being a very bad film. Yeah, and, like yeah. Uh, you know, typical stuff where people are like Sharon Stone's too old to be sexy. That kind of. She, she was there's in a it lot again? of that. What? She was in it again. Yeah. Oh no. I think she maybe had hit um, some hard times between she the did, first yeah, one, movie yeah. and that one without oh, okay. uh, getting too TMZ about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, apparently those uh, didn't serve the film. Mm. Your next tagline is "Escape or Die Frying." Is it Chicken Run, Big Dollhouse, Wes Craven's Shocker, or Escape from Alcatraz? Dylan. Uh, shocker. So Shocker for Dylan. Colin. I feel like I would remember it if it was Shocker. Um, what Megadeth song is on the soundtrack for Shocker, Dylan? No More Mr. Nice Guy? Perfect. Yeah, that's like a, the, an Alice Cooper cover, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chicken Run, A. Yeah, that is my second choice. I will say that. I Justine? What was the third one? Uh, so your options are Chicken Run, Big Dollhouse, Wes Craven's Shocker, and Escape from Alcatraz. I'll say Chicken Run. Okay. The point goes to both Colin and Justine. That was Chicken Run. <laughs> That's so chicken. morbid. Escape chicken. or Die for... I know, yeah, isn't it? That Chicken Runs was like, don't get in the pie. Because it become Chicken Pot Pies. Really catchy. Damn. Jeez. I, I, I feel like the moral of this game is that these taglines are not beholden to like Jeez. logic or plot. What's the tagline for the shocker? Fuck you. <laughs> One in the, two in the. There's a Megadeth <laughs> soundtrack on this. There's another song that, too. That's the tagline. Yeah. Features Megadeth song. That's a cover. Hey, that would get us to go. <laughs> I mean, that would work. It's like an album, but for a movie. Yeah. This movie features Megadeth song. I feel like the soundtrack is rare, but I don't know. I'm, that's we're a great, in the that's a great tagline when you think about it, featuring Megadeth. For, for 80 whatever. If you, especially if you don't have Megadeth in the That'd be soundtrack. so fucking good. Like if it was, if Talk talk to Me was like featuring Megadeth. <laughs> <laughs> Same exact movie, just has oh, this fuck yeah. tagline. That'd be awesome. All right, your next line is, Mightiest monster in all creation, ravishing a universe for love. Is that the Bride of Frankenstein? Is it King Kong? Could it be Mothra? Or is it Colossal? Dylan. <laughs> Say it all again. Mightiest monster in all creation, ravishing a universe for love. Ravaging. Ravishing. Ravishing? Ravishing a universe for love. Radishing. Radishing. The first Bride of... Bride of Frankenstein? What's the other three? King Kong, Mothra, and Colossal. I'll go, I'll go Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. Colin. I'm leaning Colossal. And Justine. I wish I knew what Colossal was. I, I thought it was, that's not, oh, I'm thinking of the amazing Colossal Man. Colossal is like where, it's like it's humans and avatars. Yeah. Yeah, it's no, really cool. I, might, I might actually change my answer. To yeah, I'm so. changing, I don't think it's Colossal then, I'm changing it. Uh, if I was thinking it was the amazing Colossal Man, the one with the bald guy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if it's not the amazing Colossal Man, then I'll, I'll put it at, Mothra, and just uh, say that ravishing is some part, some translation issue. Dylan, you said you wanted to change your answer? Yeah, I changed it to Colossal. I was thinking that was a different movie. Okay, and then Justine. Bride of Frankenstein. Okay. After shuffling, one of the players made the correct decision. That player is Colin. It's Mothra. Oh, what mightiest the? monster? Because you think it's like it's like the Japanese translation. Yeah, ravishing is insane. The only yeah. thing I was like, I guess that's the only one that goes in space, but I can't imagine Mothra being in love. So that's why I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah so it's like a 1961 translation from Japanese yeah. into English. It's a little rough on the on the, uh, on the poster. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Amazing Colossal Man? No. 
pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. When is it from? Is it like, is it fifties? Yeah, it's old. Okay, that's where the Madball song "Colossal Man" is a skinhead comes from. <laughs> I think it was first an Agnostic Front song. But anyways, wonderful seg. This next one, down in the pit, there's nothing alive. Half human, half monster, half crazed. Pray to God it only kills you. Is this from Metal Lords, The Pit, Mosh Pit, or Straight Edge Kegger? Dylan. Those are three halves. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'll go Straight Edge Kegger. Okay. No explanation. Colin. It's like the the 80s movie, The Pit, right? 1981. Yep. Okay. 81. Fuck. I'm, I'm going to lean The Pit, and I okay. feel very wrong about that. All right. Justine? Um, the first one. Metal Lords. Okay. Colin, you got this one correct. Yeah, yeah it's The Pit from 1981. I um, thought that was, a, that, that was like a kind of a more of a serious movie than it mm-hmm. presented. Yeah, that's why this tagline's like yeah. grows it a bit. Yeah. All right, let's try this one on for size. If you see one movie this year, you need to get out more often. Ah, that's a good one. Is that you don't mess with the Zohan? Is it Tropic Thunder? Could it be Epic Movie, or is it Naked Gun? Dylan, what do you think? It's a good one. It's a great one. I think Mess with the Zohan is a sniff the feet, now take it. I think, and then, you don't know that line from Don't Mess with the Zohan, the Adam Sandler film? It's an amazing pull. Familiar with a lot of lines from Don't Mess with the Zohan, but that one, I don't. <laughs> I certainly don't know it to be a tagline of the film. I don't think it's a tagline. But don't let that really information dissuade I would, you. I would just say Epic Movie. Na- naked Gun, and there is a Naked Gun epic uh, movie connection very loosely. Mm-hmm. Justine? I was torn between Epic Movie and Naked Gun. Epic Movie kind of makes sense because it has to do with a lot of movies, right? You need to see more than one movie to get the jokes, right? <laughs> epic Movie. I'm Justine, right. you think way too hard <laughs> and way too much about these things. Colin gets the point again for Naked Gun. I thought it might be Naked Gun. It is one of the greatest taglines of It's Naked Gun because those people could actually fucking write. And so they could come up with something that's genuinely funny. Exactly. Uh, Uh, I beg to differ. The two out of the six writers of scary movies can't make a good tagline for an epic movie. Remember that? That was mostly the taglines. Two out of the six writers. Yeah. I guess that was was actually funny. But the, the movie was... What it was. Oh, the movies just suck. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't get the, the good four guys, yeah. like the two worst guys. God, I love the five. Uh, don't, don't get me started on our epic movie, our movie parody lore. Yeah, those were good. Good times. I miss it so much. Yeah. Someone's scared. We have the DVD somewhere of Meet the Spartans. Oh, the, wow. The naked, naked Gun is like, again, just like, that's like Criterion Collection peak highbrow version of that. Hence the funny, actually funny tagline. Absolutely. Here's one not nearly as funny. Even a hitman deserves a second shot. Is this gross point blank? Is it the whole nine yards? Could it be Mr. and Mrs. Smith? Or is it blood simple? Dylan. Gross point blank. I'm just guessing here. Okay. I don't think it's Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Colin? I believe it to be gross point blank. Okay. It's another one for gross point so blank. It's a mini driver and John Cusack. Correct. Uh, Justine. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> Contrarian. Well, we're going to give this one to both Dylan and Colin because that is definitely 
Gross point blank. Colin should get a deducted point because I saw him <laughs> with the laser disc playing with it the other day. Who's listing a laser disc collection right now? <laughs> He's like, you're bouncing up and down. <laughs> that's why I was like, that's the only reason why he knows he's in the movie. He just saw the poster for it the other day. Well, who worked at Hollywood Video when that shit came exactly. out? Exactly. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I used to watch that. I remember that movie being pretty good. Is it by a hitman? Uh, yeah, it's like um, yeah, he's like a he's a good guy. He's a he's a hitman turned around good. And Ben Stiller did a movie, zero, something with zero in it. Wow, I don't remember. And zero Dark Thirty. Uh, I know that's, that's the first thing I said. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna I'm just gonna Google Ben Stiller zero. It's just him in a zero shirt skull. I'm your lover. <laughs> so I'm your zero. Zero effect from oh. 1998, a wow. f- completely fucking forgotten film that I remember being quite good. But I also um, w- was legit. People say Stan, like you know, as a slang for like an obsessive fan. Like I was a Ben Stiller Stan. Like I was obsessed with his shit at the time. And yeah, I remember that movie being good. That would be a great double feature: Zero Effect and Gross Point Blank. Is it like okay. a sci-fi movie? Or is it? No, no, they're no. both hit. They're both like hitman, oh. comedic guys playing uh, criminal kind of movies. A little slice of life. Yeah, it's a good word for it. Uh, B movie time. In space, no one can eat ice cream. Is that Dracula three thousand, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, The Incredible Melting Man, or The Planet of Blood? What do you think, Dylan? trying to think of killer clown so i could just try to get that off of my head but all i have is killer clowns um i'll go with killer clowns okay dylan with killer clowns it's the only movie i've ever heard of color three sounds fake <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm just making up movie titles yeah. blood, blood planet i feel like they that's a straight movie they wouldn't put a funny title to it what were the first two Dracula 3000, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, The Incredible Melting Man, and The Planet of Blood. Jesus. Killer Clowns was the silly one, but I can't, don't, I just don't think that was the tagline for it. Melting Man plate makes sense because there's a melting in it. <laughs> and then Blood Planet, but I think those are straight movies. And Dracula 3000 is I'm fairly confident a straight film. It has nothing to do with space. Ah, uh, I'm going to say Incredible Melting Man, and I'm not confident in my answer. Uh, Justine, what about you? I'm going to say Killer Clowns, because that sounds like ice cream stuff. <laughs> Both Justine and Dylan are catching up on Colin here. It's Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which I just rewatched. It is awesome. Like It is so much better than I remember, and... Uh, that's how you do a really great, terrible movie. Yeah, smart, smart film. Great sync. The Dickies track in that is, I, I, I think that's like the uh, the underground version, working man's version of Oingo Boingo's Weird Science, synced with Weird Science. Like the, a song and a movie title just eternally connected. It's rare that that happens. All right. Family isn't a word. It's a sentence. Is that the Royal Tenenbaums, Parenthood, Little Miss Sunshine, or Knives Out? Dylan. What was the list of movies again? The Royal Tenenbaums, Parenthood, Little Miss Sunshine, and Knives Out. It's either Parenthood or the first one. Um, I'll go Parenthood, just okay. guessing here. Colin. Colin. I'm leaning Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Justine, where are you leaning? Parenthood. Gotcha. 
It's the Royal Tenenbaums, oh. 2001. You wouldn't think that a Wes Anderson movie would have a tagline, yeah, right? So, uh, That's so sticky. Yeah. yeah. That was early. That was when he was fun. Yeah, he I was early know what, in his career. What is the parenthood tagline? I feel like it has a known one. Hold up. Isn't it like... Um, Hit him with it, dude. Raising kids are hard. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd have known sense. that parenting was right. hard? <laughs> Raising kids are hard. It could happen to you. Which oh! is another movie. I, no, I swear to God, it says Parenthood, and it's uh, it's Steve Martin, and he's holding up two kids, and then underneath it, it says it could happen to you. Is he holding up the kids by their ankle? Yes, he is. Okay, that's, I remember that one. <laughs> Great movie. That's, is that a Ron Howard film? Okay. Yes. Re- really good movie. All right. Uh, coming off that disaster, this is your next one. The coast is toast. Is it Deep Impact? Could it be Geostorm? Perhaps cooked survival by zip code, or is it volcano? Uh, volcano. Okay. Dylan says volcano. Colin, the coast is toast. I like. This. God damn it! I hate tagging on, but I, I, I'm, I'm leaning volcano. Okay. Justine, do you feel like tagging on, or do you want to find your own way? I'm gonna say deep impact, but it doesn't make as much sense as volcano. <laughs> But you're gonna take it. Once again, you have overthought yourself into a corner, as it was definitely a volcano. Both uh, Dylan and Colin get the points there. Uh, Dylan's got three points. Colin has six, so we got to play some catch up here. A man went looking for America, and he couldn't find it anywhere. This is another iconic line. Could it be from Beer and Loathing in Las Vegas? Could it be The Rum Diaries? Perhaps it's Easy Rider. Or maybe even a recent one, Bad Trip. Dylan, what do you think it is? Easy Rider, I think it's Ride On. I think that's like their tagline. Ride On. It's a, you know, not everywhere has the same market. Some of them it's Vroom Vroom. <laughs> I, think the ri- I think the actual tagline for Easy Rider is... Yeah, which again is crazy because that song came out way later. But the people don't realize that Bad to the Bone... And George Thorogood is based on the tagline in certain markets. Yes. Not to influence or discount the game or anything, <laughs> but in certain markets, duh, no, 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 was the tagline. Musical notes, like annotations. Yeah. And so George Thorogood in 1984 Learned was, it. was like, hmm, hmm. Well, the catch hmm. is, uh, you know, because of the pandemic, uh, we didn't have the experiment going like fresh out of the pandemic. So you three might have missed the re-release where it was actually Crazy Frog, which was the new hit single from the, the soundtrack. From Easy Rider? Yeah. Has uh, Born to be Wild in that one, a Steppenwolf song? It was definitely an Armed and Dangerous with John Candy and Eugene Levy. Okay, what was the movies again? Anyways, uh, <laughs> tagline, a man went looking for America yes. and he couldn't find it anywhere. Your movies are Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, The Rum Diaries, Easy Rider, and Bad Trip. I'm just going to go with The Rum Diaries. Okay. Colin? Again, we're, we're talking about all these alternate taglines for Easy Rider, but it is Easy Rider. Oh, I, you sure? You did look at the, you did have the laser disc and the soundtrack on vinyl. I'm also just a, you know. A citizen of the world. Mm. Justine, where's your brain taking us on this one? Fear and loathing. Okay. Love it. So two for Hunter Thompson. Which one will it be? Neither. It is actually Easy Rider. Oh. So, yeah. The video store clerk gets the point again. Wait, what was the, uh, what was the other Hunter Thompson one? Uh, both, the, both the Rum Diaries and Fear and Loathing um, are, are Hunter S. Thompson uh, I've never seen Rum Diaries. It's got Johnny Depp, of course. 
All right. Yeah. Um, okay. No mercy, no shame, no sequel. Is this? There's something about Mary, scary movie, above the law, or Howard the Duck? Dylan. Howard the Duck's quack quack. True. Then something about Mary's. Uh, that's not gel. Yeah. Second one. What was what? Second one was called Scary Movie. That one's uh, pick up the phone. <laughs> And it's then me. the other one was above the law. I'll just choose above the law. I have zero idea. Okay. Above the law is Steven Seagal. Seagal. Yep. That's so. That's such a straight movie. No mercy. No shame. No sequel. And I also, I feel like there was a sequel, but who would put that on a? I'm a, I'm lost on this one. I'll I'll say scary movie, and I, this could just be an overthinking it situation. Okay. Speaking of overthinking. <laughs> Where are we coming down on this one, Justine? Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. This is actually Scary Movie, the original's <laughs> tagline. Uh, no really mercy, funny. no shame, no sequel. And of course, there was a million sequels. Mm. And the the so the people from Naked Gun actually were involved in Scary Movie. The hacks who they took the idea from went on to do Epic Movie. Post-Scary Movie 2, all those parody movies were the hacks. Yeah, but there was also um superhero movie, I think, which had the actual scary movie people, which are, what was her name? Like Zar, There's a name for it, like Zarkoff or something like that. Oh, yeah, they had like a combined name. Yeah, and, uh, and it's the same people that did, you know, um the police. Police, police squad? Police squad. Yeah. It's still rewatched recently, one of the funniest fucking yeah, TV shows. Yeah, Like how many actual belly laughs do you get from a movie from a show from like the early 80s it's insane how funny that is so yeah if actual funny tagline through line is still on scary movie and superhero movies surprisingly good we watched it to like cringe and it was like oh damn this is actually there's jokes in here and it's because mm. the good people are involved very odd but hey <laughs> listen you want to see tracy morgan as professor x dream casting watch superhero Whoa, movie that's yeah. pretty cool here's a short one for you Slam Evil. Is that Nacho Libre, Ready to Rumble, The Phantom, or Dragon Ball Evolution? Dylan. I'm, I'm going to go with The Phantom. Okay. Dylan goes with The Phantom. Slam Evil, Colin. What is that? Uh, that would be Billy Zane and The Phantom. Okay. <laughs> it's fucked that I can pull these names right now. I don't Billy know what's Zane. happening. It's like I'm, I'm, I'm like heat stroke stricken. <laughs> heat stroke stricken. Accessing a different part of your Dehydrated. Brain. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. These guys, sure. Justine, tell them what movie this is. Nacho Libre. <laughs> no, the movie is The Phantom, 1996, Billy Zane. Dylan and Colin get the point once again. They were on it so hard between The Rocketeer and this. Dick Tracy, too, to bring like the 30s like pulp hero to the big screen. They were pushing it so hard. And what I do think, the kids love? Yeah, Green, Green Arrow, I think, was the really... The last fizzle out, or they're just like, fine, fuck, we give up. Hornet? Hornet, there you go. Mm -hmm. We got a few more for you. This next one. Whoever wins, we lose. Is it Alien versus Predator, King Kong versus Godzilla, White Chicks, or Freddy versus Jason? Dylan. Whoever wins, we lose. Alien versus Predator. White Chicks would be a crazy fucking... <laughs> if they win, we lose. <laughs> yeah. I do think it's AVP, not to just uh, okay. tag on to uh -huh. another Dylan and train. Colin joint. I know, I know. Justine, do you want to join in the fun here, or do you want to keep losing? 
I do want to join in the fun. Okay. But I'm going to stay Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> that, that, that is a second pick. And that yeah, would be yeah. good. No, That's solid. It. Yeah, that is a solid number two. The number one, of course, is Alien versus Predator. It is the only one that makes sense, too. Because yeah. <laughs> if Predator wins, we still lose. And if yeah. Aliens win, we, we lose. Well, if a, I think if Freddy or Jason win. They're still going to go killing people, but it's not like an uh, yeah, existential. <laughs> yeah, it's but, one street, one camp. Oh, yeah. you're, you're, just, like, you're playing the, the wild card and everything just in case, like there's a swerve. <laughs> Wait a second, are we do are we saying that Predator isn't like a slasher? Like, who has a greater um, kill count? Who pre, a, a pre, in a Predator movie or in a Jason or Freddy movie? I feel like more people die in a Jason or Freddy movie on screen. On you know, yeah, not counting like you know hash marks on the spaceship of like you know different species they've wiped out because they, they're not genociders. They're not trying to like wipe everyone out. And aliens, frankly, are like little cockroaches in space. Just don't fucking get infested with them, and you'll be fine. I don't think they have malice towards people. I think the spirit of the tagline is, uh, no matter who wins this. We're still going to get invaded by these external species, and but, being invaded is yeah, but they're bad not, news. They, they're, they're not. They're not trying to invade. I'm just saying. It's, <laughs> I'm not. My umbrage is not with you. It's with this tagline. Well, Freddy I think. only haunts. Well, I guess he goes from house. He goes from street, then he goes to mental asylum, back what, to street. What are the? What were the other options? Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, right? So, yeah, okay. Godzilla is the one with the kill, kill count. Yeah, he's murked more people than everyone we've mentioned combined. King Kong is straight up chilling. Like, don't bring him into That's this. That's true, especially he in is, Skull Island where he just chills. He is a chiller. Yeah. Of everyone mentioned, there's one fucker, a true abominable fucker on this whole <laughs> murderer's row, and that is Damon Wayans. No, it's um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It's uh, Godzilla. He's for the sure. fucking. He's you're losing if he wins for sure. Yeah, like like Godzilla kills people without realizing it. Well, just by yeah. surfacing in the 2014 whatever movie, he does just kind of like save the San Francisco by destroying it. <laughs> then he just leaves. Well, he's, yeah. he's done. Like again, this is. I was thinking of that scene actually. I've yeah. seen a handful of those uh, OG flicks, and it's like, yeah, he'll he'll accidentally save some people by like beating the bigger monster that the aliens are bringing in, you know, but. Make no mistake. Oh, he's killing everyone. A couple of yeah. major cities are going to get crushed. Bro. Yeah, so, and fucking yeah. whatever Jason is, has up his sleeve, forget about it. Whatever a Predator has up their sleeve, forget about it. I would like to see that Predator versus Godzilla. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. That'd be cool. Apex Predator. I guess, yeah, because I guess Predator would have those nets that could just burn through him. Yeah, but he's nets. freaking Godzilla, bro. No, but... But guess, Predator can go invisible. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a fight. I feel That'd like be a true fight because it's like I don't know. Oh, yeah, Godzilla can't see, so I'll, they have to rely on like scent or I'll something. I'll give you like six of them, like six like predators, six, six predators in a spaceship. Damn! Yeah, they took one predator to get murked by a little girl from a. Uh, yeah, they didn't know what they were messing with at yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. I mean, if they're going after a Godzilla, that's like, hey, big game hunters. Yes, they're bringing out the good guys. <laughs> I, I, I'm issue. hoping that there is some Toho head just slamming like his fist right now, going, "God damn it, Godzilla versus blah blah blah." Right, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, Godzilla is like making a tsunami, and then yeah, I mean, gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm six six predators in a spaceship. I don't know because I mean the 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 shenanigans is just whatever tech they have. Because yeah, you just exactly. say if you're yeah. a predator, you're like, 
we uh, break out the anti-Godzilla missile <laughs> that we specially designed. Oh man, <laughs> you just make up any nonsense. Yeah. Or like one of them would like could like sacrifice themselves, go into Godzilla's mouth, and do the explosion. Right, right. Yeah. But also Godzilla will absorb them and just shoot it back at the spaceship. Yeah, that's facts. That, yeah. would, that would actually happen. Yeah. All right, they're young, they're in love, and they kill people. Is that Bones and All, A Walk to Remember, Badlands, or Bonnie and Clyde? Dylan. Walk to Remember, many mm, more. I'll go Bones and All. Okay. Colin, they're young, they're in love, and they kill people. I guess Bonnie and Clyde count too. But I'll, I'll, no, I'll stick with I'll right. stick with my choice. Okay. What was the second one? A Walk to Remember. Never heard of a walk to remember. What? What? Am I crazy? Yeah, You're crazy. That was like fool. the biggest movie in O2, bro. I was a. Uh, I was. Mandy Moore was in it. I'm different, bro. <laughs> it's like heavily talked about. Right, in my house, what do you was, it, was it happiness? That was the biggest movie in O2. If you were me, 2002. Happiness? I don't know. I don't know that happiness was 2002. <laughs> That's like way I'm, earlier. Than I'm think. definitely just making stuff up. Um, <laughs> but I am built different for sure. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I'll say Badlands, Hail Badlands Mary play. for Colin. Zero confidence in my choice. Justine. I was going to say the third one. I think that was Badlands. Yeah, Badlands right? is the third one. I'll stay. You're staying there. All right. Bonnie and Clyde. Damn. They're young. They're so obvious. They're in love. Yeah. And they but no people. one believed it. It's a, yeah, it's such a little... It's, it's, it's a goof. It's a goof. <laughs> a little silly goof. I thought Bonnie and Clyde were straight. I thought they'd be like... I thought Bonnie and Clyde were like, they got guns. All right, so Freddy versus <laughs> Bonnie and Clyde. Who wins? And they got they're on they're hopped up on an amphetamine. So well, they're yeah, sleeping. Oh, Bonnie. Yeah. Well, I guess you're right, huh? And they have the power of love on their side, so Ooh. it's a team. Freddie's afraid of love. So Is he? One of them starts freaking out. They'll be Clyde, wake up, wake up, fucking Clyde. He's gonna get you. Oh, oh. okay. I've been strategizing, Bonnie. We got this. Bonnie, I have an idea. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to grab him. Then you wake me up, and that takes him to the our world where guns exist. Then we shoot him. Or wait, would they have the accent like, <laughs> yeah, see, Freddy's coming, see, I'm uh, going to stop him now. I guess that is like the Dick Tracy talk. Yeah, yeah all this is Dick Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, last one. From the brother of the director of Ghost, is this Major League Two? Is it Naked Gun 33 and a third? Is it They Came Together? Or is it UHF? Dylan. I guess Naked Gun 33 and a third. Colin. From the brother of the director of Ghost. Oh, jeez. Ghost makes me want it to be 33 and a third. I wouldn't be surprised if it's that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to zig with a zag because, again, I can't stress enough. I am built different. I'm going to say it's They Came Together. That was like the Wet Hot American Summer parody. Or there was that, that camp of people, right? It was like a romance story. Yes. You made, I made the Tohu people slam their fists. I'm going to make the Upright Citizens Brigade people slam their fists. They're so pissed right now. Wet Hot American Summer is brutally unfunny. I think this movie was really unfunny too. I don't know why it is. Talented people, but they just this this shit is not very good. And that uh, so I'm gonna put the tagline on that. Justine, where do you land on this one? UH UHF. Okay. UHF. This is gonna come down to either Colin or Dylan. Spice it up. I'm saying since this is the last one, it's worth. Uh... Just go ahead to ten. Make it 10 points? <laughs> All right, yeah. screw it. 10 points. 
Dylan, you won the whole game because this is Naked Gun 33 and a third. 1994. I'm good. Congratulations, Dylan. You won the entire thing. I'm, I'm good. You, you That's basically, all I could say. So let's see. That gives you a score of 15. There were 15 questions. That means you answered every question correctly. <laughs> I got to say, I'm smart. Yep. Unlike, uh, you know, some people in this room. Me. Well, I'm, I'm mad that I got one oh, right. I was you talking got, about Colin. No, you got two. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You're actually smarter than me in all other stuff. Movies, <laughs> apparently I'm better than Colin. The college shouldn't count. He's been looking at movie covers for the past like three He's been weeks. studying. Yeah. <laughs> His whole life. That's how he knew girls. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him seeing that, like yeah. looking at that cover specifically too. Mm. So when he started naming everyone, I was like, what a mini driver's finest performance. <laughs> he just looked at it. And I do like Patrick Bateman from Psycho, but for like late 90s uh, video <laughs> movies. Mm, Fat Beach, their earlier work was uh, quite derivative, but in this one, they really came into their own. Yeah. American Psycho? Yeah, what did I say? Psycho. Psycho, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Anthony Perkins, I don't think it would be as entertaining. He is entertaining. What about Vince Vaughn, though, from the cooler Psycho? Ooh. Hey, daddy-o. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. I'm only going to be in this movie if I get to bang out Anne Heche before the film starts for no good reason. Like, unnecessary scene. Right, no one movie. asked for it. Uh, Anne Heche and Harrison Ford. What's that movie? Oh shit! Air Force One. No, yeah. no. I know that. I know that movie exists for no good reason, but I couldn't tell you what. Indiana it was. Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Six <laughs> days and seven nights. Ah, uh, the sizzling on the screen. What about Thirty Days and Night? <laughs> no, they weren't in that one. Uh, They're making a sequel. Really? Yeah. This is like it's like vampires in Alaska, right? Yeah. Wait, oh, I'm thinking of another movie. Killian, Cillian, Killian. <laughs> Murphy coming back. Killian Murphy. He's playing. A, he's playing a vampire. He's playing himself. I mean, he's playing his <laughs> his, his his documentary. I'm an actor. <laughs> I was in Peaky Blinders. Now I got vampires coming for me gold. <laughs> Holy oh, I was, shit! I was thinking, wow. I was thinking of Josh Harnett's other movie. 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah, that's where you can't masturbate. Yeah, the, yeah. the celibacy movie. Yeah. Not 30 days. You're telling night. me I can't jerk off for 30 <laughs> days or I lose me gold? Josh Arnett? No, this is Cillian a remake Murphy. Cillian, Cillian Murphy. Murphy in the reboot of <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights. Playing himself, Cillian Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> He's Peaky Blinders guy, right? Yeah. The yeah. guy, I don't. I never watch his show. I just po- post the quotes. Yeah, you post the quotes that he doesn't say in the show. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. it's got the guy with the hat. Silly hat man is just like, you know, uh, loyalty is lost when others need no loyalty gained. Quote Cillian Murphy. Yeah. In Peaky Blinders. I got that guy tattooed on me too, which is crazy. I know. I see it all the time. Weirdly enough, you have it on like, it's next to the uh, Patrick Bateman of all people that you were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, oh, is that Patrick Sancho. Bateman? Yeah, yeah he's screaming. That. Oh. That's blood. Now That's it makes not, sense. Like, sweat. Yeah, okay. he's he's screaming because he's intense. And then the and then uh, and then you got the, the Joker. Peaky Blinders guy is just looking at you. With Wait, which Joker tattoo eye. are you looking at? The you know one damn well which Joker leg? tattoo. Like three of them on his yeah. leg or okay. The yeah, three, he's got, you don't see the Leto and the Heath Ledger. Oh, see, because he's sitting all weird. And there's a there's a Joaquin too. The fifties version. Sid Caesar. No, it's the Joaquin. I, don't, <laughs> oh, I only yeah, I like the serious ones. I, show I want to do like a lady Joker. She's like mad at men. Oh, don't, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess we're actually getting one. She's mad at men, yeah. lady Joker. Does well, Harley Quinn don't yeah, count? That's how Harley Quinn. Well, I guess that was, you know, honestly, that was just Catwoman and re- Returns. Yeah, but in Harley that's Quinn, the, the solo movie, she's pissed off at the Joker. Yeah. She hated men. No, I, I want to be like Joaquin Phoenix where it's like she's working a job and then like. 
She's like, she's like all meek at first. She's like, oh, but, but I thought we would go out on a date. Shut up. I don't want to go on a date with you. And then she gets beat up and that changes her. Yeah. And then she has like an imaginary <laughs> boyfriend. Yeah. He's like, cool. <laughs> He's cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know. In the Joker, he gets beat up and then that's what changes him. Yeah. Like a bunch of teenagers oh, beat him up. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, not, not like the Harley Quinn movie. And then he says a bunch of cool shit, which I also have tattooed on me. <laughs> Like a lot of words, like ha 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 ha. Yeah, like like how sick would the Barbie have been if like when that one chick just starts talking at you for like two minutes straight? It's just like a Joker saying it at you, just like (laughs) you gotta be skinny but not too skinny. You can't intimidate men, but you gotta pretend to be smart. It'll make you lose your mind. I think the Joker is also now. Scottish, Irish? No, no, it's a it's it's a really hacky version of uh, the Dark Knight one. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and I like licking her lips. What happened? Ah, oh. <laughs> you, guys, oh. <laughs> you guys lose your Viagra or something? <laughs> I don't know. We'll find That's what one. the lady, lady Joker's Lady Gaga in this one. No, I think she's a she's a Harley Quinn. Oh, Ooh, you're right. Lady oh, you Joker. Just want Lady Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, Lady Joker okay. should I be. Were, I thought you were just saying Harley Quinn without no, saying Harley she's Quinn. She's like doing the bits and she's like, you but know. She's a woman. She's nihilistic and she's like built different. I just relate to that character, the Joker. Oh, not Lady Joker. No, no. But if there was a Lady Joker, it would be cool. I just relate to the. He's He's got a twisted mind like me. Twisted. Yeah, he's. He's, he's damaged. He's, I'm built different. He's built different, but like. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, you just got to see the world through the, a crazy person's eyes, which to me is just regularly seeing. Hey, Dylan. Yes? This is Lady Joker. <laughs> What's up, Lady Joker? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are we watching next week? <laughs> Unlimited. Yeah! Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited. This week we got TMNT, Mutant Mayhem. TMNT stands for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The new animated movie of the classic cartoon we all love and adore. We also got Theater Camp, which features a star-studded ensemble cast. Then we got the long-awaited sequel to the 2018 classic, The Meg. We got The Meg 2. Jason Statham is back fighting a big-ass shark. Anyways, everybody, see you at the theaters. Bye.